Hey, film fans, I'm Jackie Lynn here with Dave Demris. Thanks for tuning in to our latest podcast production, Was It That Bad? The show where we watch movies that might have a bad rep, but actually might be worth a watch or not. Tonight, Roadhouse is up, released in 1989, starring Patrick Swayze, who plays a stoic bar bouncer with a philosophy degree. He has a job to do. He's got to clean up the small town dive bar and save the town from a rich douchebag. Also, we have a guest joining us, our conversation tonight, Mr. Glenn Thompson. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. So let's get started. Dave, Roadhouse, was it that bad? Okay, well, I'm going to say first off, no, because I, I enjoyed this. Um, this was... I had seen it for the first time, I admit, last week. And from the conversations I had with both of you, um, Jackie, it sounds like you saw this a long time ago. And Glenn, it sounds like you could probably recite this movie word for word. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> fair, fair to say. But no, I, I enjoyed this. And, um, you know, this was this was Patrick Swayze kind of like in the middle of his his dominance in Hollywood. He started off with The Outsiders, then Red Dawn. This was uh, sandwiched in between Dirty Dancing and Ghost. So he was one of the biggest stars in the world when he made this. But for some reason, it was a huge box office flop. And many say it's one of his worst movies. It was actually nominated for five Razzies, what? including mm -hmm. Worst Actor for Swayze, Worst director for Rowdy Harrington. <laughs> worst picture. And I believe Kelly Lynch got worst supporting actress. It's something like that, yeah. Yeah, it, it was a lot. But it didn't win any a, a win, or I don't know if there's a winner in that one. Like like Patrick Swayze <laughs> says in the movie, no one ever wins a fight. I don't know if no one ever wins a Razzie. <laughs> how, how, ba how badly do you have to want a Razzie to win a Razzie is the question, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know i was really surprised when i came across this on the bad movie list uh, and a couple bad movie lists because i've always really enjoyed it mm -hmm. and um yes it's it's not a great movie but you just kind of have to take it for what it is and not take it too seriously yeah no i enjoyed it it was it was a good i put it as a good bad movie it has um an imdb it has 6.6 .6 out of 10 stars. And on Rotten Tomatoes, which is always a lot meaner than IMDb, mm -hmm. it's it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's a 40%. Um, I, when I rated it myself, I gave it 7 out of 10 stars. So that was that was my rating for it. So I'm like right, I'm right around the average for, for IMDb. Sure, sure. What did uh, what do both of you give it out of, out of 10 stars? Mm. I'll, let, I'll let Jackie go first because I have thoughts, but obviously... Oh, man. I'm a pretty tough critic. I think I'm seven, between seven and eight on that. Well, that's, uh, that's a I, tough critic. Wow. <laughs> this, is what, this is what I hate about IMDb because I wish there was a seven and a half. Right? Because mm -hmm. so seven many things, so many things, there's such, for me, there's such a fine line between a seven star movie and an eight star movie that <laughs> having to pick one or the other. Uh, it is uh, difficult. So, you, so you'd go seven, Jackie? Okay, I'll commit to seven. All right, <laughs> Glenn. Uh, I'll be I'll be the bad boy in the group and giving it like a like a solid nine. Okay, just, right. because I think I think if you just embrace what Roadhouse is, it it absolutely falls in that spectrum of like I could watch it ten times and not be bored, even if I think yeah. it's the most absurd movie I've ever seen in my life. Sure, take uh, your. Take your Godfather hat off when okay. you're when you're when you're <laughs> right, watching. This. Right. Well, and I mean, you know, in that vein, you're talking about <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. Roger Ebert, of all people, said, you know, uh, let me see if I've got it here because it's really worth saying. He said, it's the kind of movie that leaves reality so far behind that you have to accept it on its own terms. And I think if you can do that, you know, it, it's not. In you know, he he said it's not a good movie, but you're never going to be bored. And I think that's true. Like, hilarious exciting absurd you know for, for raj to say that, that right, is, right. Raj, raj is tough 
you know, and he's and he's like he's not trying to convince you that it's good, and I'm not going to try and convince you that it's good. I just think if it's a lot of fun and you could turn your brain off for a bit, that's better than some bad movies that you're going to end up talking about here or anywhere. So, uh, for sure. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, there were some funny. I was eBay uh, user ratings, and I found a couple funny ones. So I found one. <laughs> So I found one one star rating from an IMDb user and it just says Roadhouse, more like outhouse. <laughs> one star. One star. One star. And then here's wow. here's a here's a here's a 10 star. This is you're not gonna believe this is a 10 star. So another IMDb user said, This has to be one of the worst movies ever made. Why do I watch it every single time it's on TNT or TBS? I have no idea. This movie sucks. I give it 10 stars. You know, I I, I can see that, though, because it's like, look, I'm saying nine, but I'm not going to pretend like it's a perfect movie. I'm saying for sheer rewatch and fun value, you can knock it to the top for sure. All right. So our first category is favorite scene. (laughs) So I I have two of these and I I don't want to potentially step on one of yours, but um, my favorite scene in this movie was the, the end fight between Dalton and Jimmy. (laughs) I I just thought that was such a good, that was such a good scene. It starts off with that cheesy dialogue and where he says, um, prepare to die and then dalton says back you are such an asshole <laughs> that's a big old slice of cheek right there and then just some just some other lines in that fight uh jimmy for some reason just says i used to fuck guys like you in prison <laughs> so good Woody pulls out a gun and he just says i'm gonna kill you the old-fashioned way because like, five minutes of fighting wasn't enough to <laughs> and like two seconds later he just gets his throat ripped out <laughs> so. oh god well and that seems classic right because uh, one of the things i love is looking at fights in movies and that log was real when he whacks him with the ribs with that log, he yeah. busted two of his ribs. Uh, and he, they <laughs> jacked up his knee, too. Yes. Which, I mean, technically, I guess that had been jacked up since Dirty Dancing. But right. this fight took five days and 71 takes to film. Holy shit. And that's like five half days. But that's two and a half full days of nothing but this fight. And I watched, <laughs> I watched an interview on YouTube with uh, Marshall Teague. The actor who plays uh, Jimmy, who I've never really heard of before, but he, somehow he has he has 112 IMDb credits and has died over 100 times on screen. <laughs> He's amazing. <laughs> so he said he said in an interview he said sweet because most of the actors in this movie this is on our according to the internet but I'll just do it now most of the actors in this movie did their own stunts and he yeah. said Swayze hit him with a roundhouse kick to the eye and busted his eye socket. And so when you see the blood coming out of his eye, that's actual blood. That's real. So the scene where Glenn, as you mentioned, Teague takes a log and hits, he's really pissed off. So, so good. So he just, he ripped into Swayze with that log and <laughs> wound up, wound up busting two of his legs because he was legitimately angry. <laughs> and, you're, and you're going, you're going, this is, this is not how this should go. But man, was that a good fight right there? Yeah, yeah. Really good fight. I think out of all the fights, that was my favorite fight. I, I think the fight scenes are like so, relatively decent. Yeah, in the film they're they're and, passable. And, and for these guys doing their own stunts, oh, really yeah. well done. Okay, I just uh, when uh, Swayze has his moment in the hospital with the doctor. Oh, the, the classic staple meal. He's up. got his yeah. little sexy scene kind of there, and. I'm, it was really funny because I was just sitting there watching it and I completely spaced out. I was just bewitched by the scene in Patrick's voice. <laughs> and my husband was like, are you still awake? I'm like, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Pain don't hurt. Yeah. And this was <laughs> Kelly Lynch. She had like an 80, between 88 and 89, she was the girlfriend in Cocktail. And then oh. she was the girlfriend in, in this movie. So that was a really a good run for her. Well, and she had, you know, one of the things that they said is she had a contract for another movie, but the lead actor in that movie got so crazy before they started filming that they canceled the movie. And so that's how she ended up taking over for um, 
Annette, Annette, Annette Benning. Annette Benning as mm-hmm. Doc. Because Annette Benning and Swayze had no chemistry, apparently. It's just one of those, like, when you watch these scenes, I'm with you, Jackie, because, you know, uh, the director was talking about how the primary colors in all of these scenes were about, like, that cartoonish sense. Well, this scene is that cartoonish sense. You're getting that sense of, like, this beautiful doctor and this beautiful man. And now they're in love. <laughs> this connection. Yeah. And, and then both sides are going, I want to be that person. I'll, I'll, I'll trade places. Let's just do yeah. <laughs> Just for that moment. Just for that one. Just for that one. I'm not usually into like the sappy stuff, but I was just, I was hook, line, and sinker. Oh, gosh. Oh, it's so it was funny. Okay. Glenn, did you have a, did you have one? I, I could think of a couple. Um, okay. I'll go to my favorite technical one, which is the destruction of the car dealership with the monster okay. truck. <laughs> so good, right? So, of course, one of the things, if 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 I'm here a ton, you're going to hear me just talk about a ton of technical stuff. So bear with me because it's really worth it. Um, in this scene, they were using, you know, they're shooting going through the dealership. And then on the other end, they've got a crane that's watching this truck come through. And beforehand, they said, how long is it going to take? And they said, you know, like 30 seconds to drive this truck through the dealership. It took 12 seconds. And the guys on the other end of the camera didn't know it was only going to take 12 seconds. So when you see them like jolt back out of the way, it's because they didn't know the truck was coming through in 12 seconds. Whoa. <laughs> and how shitty of a businessman is Brad Wesley? And by, by the way, I got to say all-time movie villain name brad wesley brad wesley like, I mean, these western i mean we'll get into the western stuff later i'm sure but like these classic like oh. you just hear this guy's name and you're like no that guy's not the protagonist <laughs> in this movie that's no. just an, an all-time villain name for me and i just didn't get his business model of he blew up the the hardware store in an earlier scene and then he, he <laughs> ran over the inventory <laughs> with a monster truck how are you making money off of these businesses <laughs> if you're just destroying them ruining I, them I, I I don't know what business school he he went to, but this doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not an Amazon like business model there. Right. But 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 apparently your money maker's the bar. I mean, like <laughs> I'm not sure yeah. I get that. He wants his goons trash the bar. Yeah, he wants to make money off the bar too, but he wants to keep he wants to keep it like the Royal Rumble in there every night. I, so Swayze was actually generating money for him, even if he wasn't directly working for him. And not a single cop in sight, no matter how many people get hurt, no matter how oh, many businesses amazing. get trashed, not a single until, cop. Until the end of the movie. <laughs> right, the very end. <laughs> the, yeah, except the very end. And, no and then they just, they, there's dead bodies everywhere, and the cops are like, what happened here? And not, uh, yeah, and the cop, okay, cool. Zero accountability. <laughs> and then the next scene, Swayze and Swayze and Lynch are naked in a in a lake. Everyone else is partying. Like, oh, great! We just, we just okay. We moved we moved on from the murders. And <laughs> yeah, it's not a big deal. This this is over. <laughs> cool. It's a lot of paperwork. I have to add a caveat that there is a story about Missouri yes. where there was a small town where there was this total asshole that everybody hated, and all of us one day. He got murdered, and nobody knew what happened. It literally was the, did you see what happened? I don't know. No, no, I didn't see nothing. I didn't see nothing. (laughs) (laughs) One more scene that I I enjoyed was the, just due to the dialogue, the scene where Dalton goes to Wesley's house. So good. So And he, well, first you see, just, classic villain trope you see his girlfriend's is was working out and she's got the bruised eye so he's he's a domestic abuser on top of everything oh my god and uh well first first when he when he yells at her he's like turn that music off he's like i can't listen to that crap it's got no heart (laughs) i would love to hear like the brad wesley music podcast where he just he reviews different albums what what's his favorite song what did he do my cheating heart or something like that yeah he's definitely an elvis guy i think yeah right (laughs) which would be an interesting tie-in to this movie (laughs) yeah and then when he sees the picture of his grandfather and dalton goes to him and it looks like he was a very important man and wesley he was an asshole (laughs) like grandfather like grandson (laughs) this guy's such an asshole yeah and uh when he was talking about he's like he's like before I came here, there was no 7-Eleven. Ask anyone. JC Penney's came to town. Ask anyone. It's here because of me. <laughs> you think people in that town were asking, like, hey, how did, how did JC Penney's get here? 
Did you hear the story about the 7-Eleven? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's classic. Awesome. So, yeah, those were, those were my top two. Were there any other scenes either you wanted to cite? The other one I love is the first time that uh, Sam Elliott and Patrick Swayze come together. He, Patrick Swayze is getting his butt kicked out behind the bar, and Sam Elliott just walks out and watches him do it like, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's that mode of like, how do you think it's going right now? <laughs> I'm getting my yeah. butt kicked by three guys, and another one's busting all the booze. <laughs> and the, the one guy, the one guy goes to him, he's like, "You want to fight, Dickless?" And he goes, "I sure ain't gonna show you my dick." <laughs> oh, just that dialogue! I mean, that dialogue right there. Talk about yeah. nailing the movie for me every single ten, time. <laughs> ten stars on on that screenwriting. Oh man, hey, it had good pacing though. It was good. Yes, it, it, it did. It had a really good flow. It was it, it was spaced out just right, timed just right. Do you know how long the original cut was? Yeah, I, I did hear oh, that there there was. There's a, a lot of missing cut. scenes. Yeah, how long was that? Three hours and twenty something minutes long. <laughs> it, was the, it was the it was the Irishman. Right. <laughs> That's and if this was if this came out. If this came out today, we would have got that cut right. direct to Netflix. The, the Lord of the Rings. Snyder would have brought it back. He would have rallied for <laughs> Maybe one day oh we'll get gosh. the Roadhouse director's cut. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll move on to what does and doesn't hold up. So for my what doesn't hold up, I have a note in my note here. The whole movie? Question oh. mark. <laughs> Come on, that's going to be every episode of this podcast if you yeah. keep up like that. <laughs> so I decided... I mean, it almost I just happened decided, in Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of this I just decided to break off to the time. It was 1989. But one thing that uh, stood out to me was the one scene in the bar where the guy prostitutes his girlfriend oh. for... Oh my gosh. This was 1989 in Missouri. I wasn't big into the bar scene then. That didn't come until like mid 1991. But I'm pretty sure paying people or taking money to have people feel your girlfriend's boobs was not socially acceptable then. I I couldn't I couldn't say true or false on that. So that was one thing that stood out to me. Yeah, the one of my comments was there was like so much manhandling in this film. Uh, there were just so many boobs in this film. Like the amount of so naked women lot, lot of in this movie. Yeah, I was like, I was watching again. Like, how? What? Another? Oh, and and then like every major female character at some point has her clothes off in the movie, and you're just going, yeah, definitely 1989, but also like even then, come on, Rowdy, come on, man, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely 80s style there, but it did seem like a lot of boobs. And then, and then when he talked about it, he chalked it up. He said it was a very fun set, and I'm like, I bet it was a very <laughs> yeah, I bet fun it was. set. <laughs> Sounds like it was. I mean, well, I mean, obviously, um, you can't forego that in the very opening, to, the the walk into the double deuce. He walks in, or he it's I don't know the first night, the second night, and he sees the guy the guy who snuck the underage girl and he walks in and sees him like you know taking her and like he's like you're fired and you're like (laughs) what was that what were those that was like a loincloth he was wearing yeah i I noticed that it was like a diaper it was (laughs) he was yeah he was he was banging the girl she may or may not have been underage because he did sneak in Uh, earlier he snuck two underage girls into the bar so oh. it might have been one of the minors. You just, you're just like, I mean, it's it's questionable. Again, obviously they're trying to establish like rowdy atmosphere. You know, this place is out of control. But I was like, I think we got it from the drugs <laughs> and the stealing from the till and the fights and even the boob grab it. Like we just kept building and building and building. <laughs> yeah, it was a little raw. <laughs> yeah. And so was he. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. I had to go there. Sorry. All right. <laughs> So yeah, that the statutory rape potentially does not hold potential, up. Yeah, potential rape. <laughs> the fact that you don't know is even like even a little bit worse to me. Like if they'd have been very clear, like this is just not okay. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just, just. But I mean, you know, I, I think as as a general rule, things that don't hold up. Um, uh, Patrick Swayze running and tackling 
the guy off the motorbike when he wants to fight him on the he wants to you know he, he tackles him off of his motorbike he's like now we're gonna fight on the beach uh it's a great scene but like the explosion of the farmhouse and then he's carrying the farmer out and the farmer's like i'll be fine if you just get off me and you're like you just were in a burning building <laughs> i think just maybe maybe a bit of gratitude yeah anyway i, just, uh, I could keep going but um one other thing i had here was roadhouse 2 oh my Never seen it, but I, I That's just heard of his. Did you, you've seen it, Jackie? No, oh, okay. I didn't know it existed. In my, oh, in my yeah, research, it does. Yeah, I found out of his of his existence. Um, the plot focuses on Dalton's son, who is an FBI agent. I believe it's. I believe it was the FBI, yep. and Dalton has died off off screen. So we don't. I don't believe they say I didn't. I'm, I didn't watch this movie, nor do I have any intention of watching this movie. I've watched this movie. We could talk about it briefly. <laughs> but you saw it, Glenn. I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, so yeah, you could speak oh. better than me then. Well, let, I mean, let me say. So you've got you know this guy who's supposed to be Dalton's son. Dalton was shot in the head or something like that. So that's what he finally bit his and you know whatever. The whole it's got it's great though. It's got uh, Jake Busey as a young looking. He looks like Guy Fieri, and he's the <laughs> villain in this movie. And the whole thing is, you know, Dalton's son comes to save his uncle's bar. It's absolutely an early 2000s straight-to-DVD release that fits the bill of everything a bad sequel to a potentially bad movie should have in it. So <laughs> you're right to not want to watch it. I just, it's there. there a lot of, <laughs> I guess, you don't really see them so much anymore from like, 06 to 2010 there were like a lot of straight to dvd sequels yes mm -hmm. that came out i could think of uh and jackie we've talked about this previous smoke and aces they had smoke and aces too right. there was a there was a sequel to waiting still waiting and i didn't see roadhouse too uh, i mean you've got those you've got what all of the american pie straight to dvds that came out like the the cheap like like you know they were the american pies were already cheesy but then you had these straight to dvd releases you had um you know you, you could keep going but uh, uh behind enemy lines the Owen Wilson film has a straight to DVD sequel. Like yep. these straight to DVD sequels that try to play on the glory of the originals. Yeah, there are a lot of them. <laughs> a lot of them. So, yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, according to the internet. Um, so one of the things I found out in my research was uh, Swayze suffered a knee injury in this film. Yeah. And it cost him the roles of cash in Tango and Cash, and also the lead in Predator 2. Oh, what a miss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so as a result, he wound up taking the lead in Ghost, and I think this worked out for everybody. <laughs> I mean, if you have to trade off. <laughs> because I couldn't... Tango and Cash might be another movie we cover in the future, but you have Sylvester Stallone in that movie as kind of like the strong silent type, and then Kurt Russell as the cocky guy. And I, I see Swayze and Stallone as kind of the same guy as like a strong, silent type. So I don't know if the dynamic works as well there. I don't know. We'll never know, will we? Thank, the thank loss you. of the... Well, I mean, you know, it's like he trades so. those two movies and he gets Ghost. And then he does Point Break of all things. And you're like, yeah. what a bang duo to have followed up with if yeah. you couldn't do Predator just, just, <laughs> Yeah. Just that Swayze run, and then it kind of it kind of fell apart after Point Break. But oh yeah, right. what what a what an eight year run! I stacked that yeah, up with good run. most stacked that up with most actors. Um, Rowdy Harrington, I I did like a little research on him. I remember seeing the movie. He also directed Jack's Jack's Back, the James Spader movie, where I believe that was Jack the Ripper. Right, comes back in modern times. I think that's right. I mean, he didn't I, do very much, did he? He had a pretty short. He directed, um, I don't know if either of you were Tales from the Crypt people, but he directed one of my favorite episodes of that with uh, Harry Anderson, which was a good episode. And then in a tough break for my guy here, he directed a movie called Gladiator. <laughs> I know. <laughs> with with not, not the Russell Crowe Gladiator, but in oh. 1992, it looked like a kickboxing movie with Cuba Gooding Jr. And, and James Marshall of Twin Peaks fame. Okay. Right. So, like, you get these two, and, and everybody always confused it. They're like the the Russell Crowe. It's like no, not nope. the Russell Crowe. <laughs> tough, that, tough that break for my guy right there. there. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we we talked about um, Annette Benning earlier. Oh, geez. Like 
she was originally in the Kelly Lynch role and then she was fired due to lack of chemistry with, with Swayze. Right. Right. Yeah. I just, Kelly Lynch was so, in my opinion, she was really good in this role. She was simultaneously like too good for this world, but yet fit in perfectly with this world. And I just see Annette Bening as kind of like a snob character. This is 1989. So this is right after uh, she was Dan Aykroyd's wife in the great outdoors. And that's kind of what I see. She might think she was like above everything in this world. And Kelly Lynch was, but you could see her on both sides of the spectrum in there. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, we lose Annette Bening, but Annette Bening would have gone to do stuff like um, American Beauty, right? So we knew that she could have done this role if if she had been in it. But it's one of those where you're like, gosh, Kelly, Kelly Lynch, like, Thank you. I'm sorry, but thank goodness. Like, I mean, if I got to watch an absurd movie, what a gorgeous face to have to deal with for the entire 90 minute duration of this movie. Yeah. She was. Absolutely. She really fit naturally in that role. I and, thought. And, you know, again, Roddy Harrington said it more than once in multiple interviews. He knew this was an absurd movie. He knew he was going over the top with it. He wanted to go over the top with it. The fights were, and he called them Keystone Cop-esque. Like, he knew what he was making. And if everyone didn't buy into that, this movie would have actually flopped as well as critically flopped. Like, I think that's important. So I, I have one more, but I'll, do you either of you have any nuggets from the internet oh, so many well go ahead I'll, cool yeah no go ahead I, I mean there's you know there's a great site it's called common sense media and the common sense media and it's like you know reviews for should your kids watch this movie right and i mean these are these are like you know they'll say like if you're this age you should watch it or not watch it and they've got one somebody whose parent was a kid of an eight uh, age age eight or older said it's fine for all mature kids at the end of the day it's just karate and I'm like, <laughs> what are you overlooking here? You're overlooking so much of this movie to get to it's just karate. What about like throat ripping? Right. Like, I mean, naked women, murder. drugs, you know, buildings blowing up, murder. Yeah. Uh, if you if you just think of all the, I mean, the scene where a guy throws a bottle at a blind guy. A guy gets crushed by a polar bear for a comedic effect. <laughs> But it's just karate. <laughs> you, you walk that off like a champ, though. Oh, I mean, he's up and gone. He's like, I see nothing, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I see nothing. <laughs> but, I mean, like, there's there's so many great articles out there. There's there's this one from Screen Rant, Why Roadhouse is Patrick Swayze's Most Misunderstood Movie. And it delves into the idea that his philosophy background, he, it, this movie's deep because it's philosophical. And you're like, I mean, it's there's philosophy tidbits, but deep because of philosophy tidbits might be pushing the bar. <laughs> Do you think he learned his, you think he came up with the three rules when he was in NYU? I, I wouldn't be at all surprised. It's also great to know that other people, other filmmakers were inspired to go to NYU because of this movie, <laughs> like random guys on the internet. Like I went to NYU because of this movie. It's like, Oh, really? well, okay. <laughs> Um, but it may, you know, the three rules, every time I hear them, it makes me think of Fight Club. You know, the and idea what, of... Uh, just for the listeners, what what are the three rules? Oh, uh, let's see. I have them here. Hold on. Because okay. it's always a, a... I got them if you need me to grab Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Uh, rule number one, never underestimate your opponent. Number Expect two... Expect the unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, the, oh, right. That's right. And then, yeah. Number two, never do anything inside the bar. Yep, take it outside. Take it outside. And number three is the classic. Yeah, be nice. Be nice until it's time to not be nice. <laughs> and you're sitting here going, okay, so you have these three rules. It sounds like, obviously, Fight Club came later, but it sounds like the first rule of Fight Club is you never talk about Fight Club. Like, you can't get away from this idea of, like, the machismo guy going, yeah. but I have a code. I have a code and I live by the." Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, I want to love it. But it's so cheesy. <laughs> uh, I, I would love to hear some some stuff Jackie took away. I'm sure that we all found great stuff. Oh, yeah. just, you made me think of something actually, Glenn, when you were talking about the the guy um, playing guitar and the, and there, he's playing it behind a chicken. Yeah, Ely. Oh man, <laughs> so good. 
you know, first of all, if you walk into a bar and there's a chicken wire fence, <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's kind of a red flag that yeah. it might not be. Maybe we'll check out the place down the road. Can you, can you, can you name uh, this? This will be a trivia thing maybe for later if you want to cut and move it. Can you yeah. name the other movie where they had a bar with a chicken wire around the stage that musician, famous musicians played behind? That Blues Brothers? Brothers. There you go. Okay. Oh, I want to make sure we're on the same track because I, I <laughs> Some people are like, wait, what? I'm like, I think I think Jackie and I said that exactly the same time. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's great. <laughs> I was like foaming at the mouth there. I'm like, oh, let's go. It's like, <laughs> it's like, like, it's like wait, chicken right, wire. So I, I got to jump on trivia. <laughs> I, do those places really exist? Oh, I yes, those dive bars absolutely. Well, the maybe not the one of these movies, but the chicken wire is a real thing. I uh, I mean, you go. I, I lived in small town Virginia forever. There are just bars where you're like. I don't, I, I don't think so. I think I'm gonna <laughs> back out and There's not no stay. <laughs> it's it's a great, I mean, it's a great trope though, right? Like that right there, it could be dirty, it could be busted up, people could be fighting, but the chicken wire around the stage is the thing that makes you go, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, aren't they making it legit? Like, okay, it's okay to throw things at the band. Or maybe if there's chicken wire, maybe maybe they're looking at it going, we can't stop them from throwing things. <laughs> okay, at them. so we have, to have chicken wire. I yeah. digress. It was not good to throw things in there. general. Um, but if the, the lead singer in your band is a is a blind person, <laughs> double double, don't do that. Right. <laughs> right. They so my my internet fact was that they were actually a real band the Jeff Healy band and they were actually a popular band around that time and they had a couple hits going on there but I thought I thought it was pretty decent music overall for the film everything yeah. fit and I mean kind of fun so good well and I mean you know this movie hit like you said you saw it on a number of bad lists it also made a book called movie mega cheese have you guys ever seen this book before no I have only lived that. I've only held it but Mike Nelson wrote this book and it was essentially like here's why I love these really bad movies. You know, they're so cheesy. They're so bad. And there's a quote from him on this website that I found where he's like, um, what I really believe is a film should be judged on how well it comes off when compared with the Patrick Swayze film Roadhouse. For Roadhouse is the single finest American film. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to argue. Dude, here we are talking about it, right? <laughs> I had one more internet thing. Did either of you have any more? I I, nope. I mean, the greatest thing about these bad movies, right? Bad movies. I'm going to put that in quotes because I don't want to qualify it there. I'm not there yet. But the greatest thing is, right, people have written treasure troves about these, you know, these cult classics, these bad movies, whatever you want to call them. I'll throw this out there and then I'll throw it back to you, Dave. There was a great one, another great article on um, The Ringer called an exhaustive breakdown of Patrick Swayze's Roadhouse. And the okay. guy, you know, the articles, his name is Mark Titus, and he's, he starts out, he goes, you know, um, uh, we're reviewing good, bad movies. The films are so terrible. They're endlessly amusing, and dare we say it, actually good. It starts out just like this. The 1989 Patrick Swayze starring film Roadhouse isn't a movie as much as it is a religious experience and one that defines the good, bad movie genre. <laughs> and you're just going... Actually, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. People love this movie, and if you can tell me why, because I don't know, I love it, and I can't tell you why. You know, I, I, I would love somebody to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, good article, and I, I like, I like the Ringer too. I, I listen to a lot of Mark Titus. Ringer, great website. Um, one more I had was that this film was slated to be remade starring ronda rousey that's right that's right and then when she lost her first fight i guess that took the invincibility cloak off of her (laughs) nobody will believe her now (laughs) i know because anybody who saw her in which fast and the furious movie was she in? like seven or something seven yeah yeah (laughs) you can tell maybe she shouldn't be carrying uh, a project i hope she never hears this because she'd kill me but (laughs) Uh, it's just this thing where you're like that's the disqualifier is that we would yeah. buy that she could win a fight. I'm not yeah. sure I buy that. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Um, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll get into trivia. Okay. In the very, in the last scene in the mansion, how many bad guys did Patrick Swayze kill? Kind of a trick question. I mean, Do you want me to make it multiple two? Um, no, because he killed, he killed his, ne- he killed the he, Wesley's he kill, nephew. Oh, he kills one. He kills one. He, no, because he didn't kill Wesley. The other guys killed he Wesley. He stabbed the guy with the knife because he's, yeah. unless you're saying it like not on mansion grounds. Like if we're getting technical, technical. I'm assuming that everybody he attacked oh, was okay. killed. Oh, well, then I think it would be three. Okay, I tap Final out. Final answer? Yeah. Dave, are it you was... the prices right that or what did you say? I'll, I'll <laughs> go I'll go four just to four? throw in the dark there. Uh, mm. Technically, there were six. There were six murders. <laughs> just, <laughs> so just... We're overlooked there. And um, six I... murders, zero arrests. Right. <laughs> and the bear. There, I thought there was seven at first, but the guy who the bear fell on <laughs> walked away. Yeah, not a scratch. He's good. He scratch. went. He went on to live a prosperous life. He was the only. <laughs> he was the only guy from the crew left. <laughs> Gotta love it. Okay, uh, true or false? Is there a stage version of Roadhouse? <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna assume yes and go true. Yes. And it's got an obnoxiously long title too. <laughs> oh yes, yes. I knew that would be obvious, but can can you guess the title? No, I, I think I've got. I here. Hey, hang on. I, I read it earlier. I'm gonna see if I can remember it because this is so good. It's like Roadhouse, the. 1989 action film starring Patrick Swayze, except not in this case. It's starring, and then they like I forget. I it's something absurdly wearing up. Let me see if I can pull this up. Here, I have it. I have it here. The official title is. Hold on. Oh, Jackie has it. Okay. I have it. Do you have? Do you have it, Jackie? Okay. This this might this might add like ten minutes on to our episode. Roadhouse, the stage version of the cinema classic that starred Patrick Swayze, except this one stars Timac from the 80s cult classic, The Last Dragon. Just rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> Wearing a blonde mullet wig. Oh, jeez. Good for it. I'm, I'm... That's a long title. <laughs> yeah, so apparently that was a thing in 2003. Okay, off, off Broadway, I'm assuming. I think it was... I think they. I think it actually ran like on Broadway, on Broadway for like a really? couple of forces. The greatest thing is right is that you get that in two thousand three, and then I think it was like two thousand five or six is when the sequel came out straight to DVD. So people were just getting slammed with Roadhouse for like a couple of years. Like here's a musical, and here's a bad sequel to follow it all up with. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. Last one. Right. Swayze's fans caused some issues during filming. Which one of these happened on set? A, a truck full of blonde women attempted to drive right up to the star's trailer to meet the actor. B, during the big fight by the river, a raft of fangirls floated by. Or C, an extra playing a waitress was so busy ogling Patrick Swayze that she tripped and fell on her face and spilled all her drinks. Oh man. If you gave a D all of the above, I would have said all of the above. D all of the above. Yeah, I was gonna say that seems like it's Patrick Swayze in the eighties and nineties. Like it's it's probably all of the above. Trick question. Yeah. Is they're both right? Well, <laughs> all I mean, of the wasn't above. there something too? Maybe you can answer this. Wasn't there something like they had to hire bodyguards for him or something because he was so famous at that point? Like women would literally try to run up and rip his clothes off of him while he was walking. Oh my god. This was right after Dirty Dance. Right. I'm sure he, he got many unsolicited requests to I do that. I swear I remember dance. reading that. Like, like women, like the reason that all of these women would come by is because he was so famous. But, like, apparently he would almost get mobbed going from his trailer to the set. So they had to have bodyguards there to protect him so he wouldn't have his clothes physically ripped off his body. Like, Sounds about right. What? <laughs> Whoa. So that doesn't Whoa. surprise me that all of those things happened. <laughs> yeah. Apparently it did. Wow. All right. 
Yeah, so that was a, that was a good first round of trivia. We're going to take a quick break and then we will end with our what's something good we watched this week and our plugs and outro. As we like to end, we're going to end all of our shows by saying some one or two things that we watched this week that we liked. So, Glenn, you are our guest on the show. So, what is something good you watched this week? Sure. Uh, well, uh, so the I I can do movie and TV if you want, or I can just do one or the other. It doesn't matter. Do both. Great. Okay. So, uh, TV. Uh, if you haven't caught it yet, the final since season of the Kaminsky Method is up on Netflix, and that okay. is. Um, you know, just a classic. Uh, it's Alan Arkin and um, uh, Michael Douglas. Michael right? Douglas, and they're just getting older, and it's about this acting teacher as he gets older. And it's, I mean, it's very, very funny. All three seasons are up. It's great. Um, but that season just blew me out of the water. Uh, and then, and for movies, I went and saw uh, the Green Knight uh, that came out this last weekend with um, Dev Patel. Um, okay. And that one is not going to be up everyone's alley. It is very much if you were a fan of the poem or if you like slower, more uh, kind of deeper thinking films, it's a great one. But I loved it. I, it was everything I was hoping for. I so. saw it. I saw it earlier in the week. I was I was neutral on it. It was, you know, sure. didn't I think I, I think I gave it six. At it went on it's a tough one right like some people are going to be like this was the worst thing i've ever seen and other people like me are gonna be like it blew me out of the water and i think you are sitting in the middle which is a perfect testament to your love of movies and also your yeah. willingness to say eh, that one wasn't so much for me <laughs> yeah yeah I, I appreciated it for what it was trying to do sure. it was it didn't grip me but i you know it, i appreciated the art and it was it was decent absolutely is that streaming right now, or is it only in theaters? Uh, I think yeah. right now it's only in theaters. Okay. And Kaminsky Method, that's on Netflix. Correct? On Netflix, correct, yep. And that's, is it over now? Is that it is, season? yeah, that was the final season. It's like 22 episodes, It's and they're not long, they're like half an hour. You could, okay. you, you could breeze, it's funny, you could breeze through it in a couple of days, for sure. Okay. All right, uh, Jackie, what's something good you watched this week? Well, I wish I could say it was good and unfortunately <laughs> i didn't get to watch a ton of things this week um, okay because i was watching roadhouse so, much. <laughs> so so is that how this is gonna go we're gonna be like well the good thing i watched was not that good <laughs> yeah we, we, we could take out the good we could take out the good part of that take out the good <laughs> something, thing and, something um, of note. i mean it wasn't it was a relatively okay watch but i watched a gunpowder milkshake um oh, streaming on netflix right yeah, now for sure and uh i'm i'm sorry i can't give it the best review um it was it was cool but i just wish it was a little bit more crisp um a little bit better flow with the dialogue a little uh a little more direction that's uh, one of their self-produced things together. right the they, netflix made that right yeah netflix yes. made that right okay okay so, and i saw that i saw that too and i kind of put it in the same tier as you know roadhouse it was i thought it was a good bad movie just you take yeah. you take off your academy awards hat and just, you know, it was good to see. I, I'm a big Lena Headey fan from from Game of Thrones, oh, yeah. and I like Karen Gillan too. And mm-hmm. you know, had a lot of good cast in it. Uh, Paul Giamatti, I enjoyed seeing him in it. He was kind of just going for it there. Does it feel like? I mean, maybe this is true. Netflix tries to just push out a ton of content, and they hope that you're gonna like it. They don't so much care about like the quality as much as like the if we have eight thousand things, it'll be good. And this was one of those things where you're like. I liked it, but I could take it or leave it. I mean, that's what it felt like. And I think, hold on, let me find the name of this movie. Um, yeah, we t- we talked about that. The follow up on what Klein just said. I think Jackie and I we had this conversation. I recently saw a movie, uh, The Last Letter from Your Lover, mm. with uh, Shailene Woodley and mm-hmm. um, why can't why am I drawing a blank here? Uh, Felicity Jones, and it was really it was really a good movie, a Netflix original. That was not advertised in any way, shape, or form. It happens all the time. Right. I, all the time. I, I yeah. And I I stumbled I just stumbled upon it, happened to be scrolling. And this was a really good movie. And they advertised it not at all. But, but then they advertise like some garbage. of the worst stuff I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely. That uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the the frontier well, with Jason Momoa <laughs> is on Netflix and it's the most dull show I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> I've just been broken by bad streaming movies so often that when the Tomorrow War came out and I was I didn't even buy I was like no I'm not watching this. You didn't watch it? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and that one has caused such division too. People are like I love it. Other people are like 
what are you talking about? Put this on yeah, a the, podcast like this. In the, <laughs> in the group, That's that was a more divisive topic than the, the Dom memes. <laughs> oh, I mean, the Dom memes, though, are just classic, like... I throw those out sometimes just for the sake of riling up the folks who are ready to oh be done God. with the dom. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I am one of those people. That's like, fine. I kept on faking me out. I'm like, what are the rings? <laughs> Damn it. Another one? No. <laughs> I knew like, I think I, I think I was responsible for posting like four of them. And see, like, that's it. Like, I think that's all I personally did. Oh man. But you could, you could tell like, people were getting angrier as like the first one got had like right 30 likes and then it was like 20 and then it was like three and then it was one and one was my mom <laughs> <laughs> just giving me a courtesy like she's like wow he's he's still doing this huh? <laughs> all right so i'll do uh I've, I've been on two uh two tv shows um three quarters of the way done with dr death and are either are either of you on this i've i've caught the first one i i'm gonna be going back i just that so i want to hear more please so for the listeners um dr death is a true story it's eight episodes long you can find it on peacock it's about a surgeon named christopher dunch in texas and he botched 33 of his 38 surgeries Mm -hmm. that he did and botching some people just walked away with some soreness and others uh walked away with paralysis and a couple of people died from this guy who was just a completely incompetent surgeon and it just shows you so joshua jackson who's absolutely brilliant in this role stars as uh christopher dunge the main surgeon and it co-stars alec baldwin and christian slater as two other doctors who are trying to bring him down (laughs) not shabby not shabby and it's it's pretty crazy how just through like yet political in any industry including the medical boards in Texas. Mm -hmm. So nobody, it came to a point where just nobody wanted to admit that they messed up giving this guy a reference. So he was able to keep, keep doing surgery until too many people died. And um, I'm going to say this episode six. So after I watched episode one, I went on just a rabbit hole of Wikipedia. Just give me (laughs) all the information (laughs) you can about the actual case. So I know I'm, I still have two episodes left to watch, but I know everything that happens already. And the one thing I'm not going to spoil, but one thing that happens in six that I knew was coming. And it was just like, when you see it happen live, it gutted me. I was like, it was just a really powerful hour of TV. And you're like, yeah, it was just really dejecting. Dang and, it, uh, Dave. No, <laughs> that sounds bone chilling. Yeah, yeah. Well, I cannot, can we just throw throw a nod to Peacock? What a solid streaming service. I <sighs> so I, I can't yeah. I'm I'm guessing that was that was sarc- sarcasm. Or... I mean to an extent, but also like they also did Yellowstone, which if you just want your like cheesy soap opera, there you go. Yellowstone's on my list. I figure that's something I'm just gonna chain smoke at some point when I get bored <laughs> yeah it's on my list but it's too. also the only place i can watch parks and rec now which is like that's what but you have to mark things physically watched I sh- i've shown people on my notes app i have a section on my notes app where it's like last episode of parks and rec watched and it says like the number so now then when i go want to watch another episode of parks i have to like scroll down and find i have to count yeah i'm like okay 22 episodes in season one <laughs> i know 28 in season two it's and just uh, not yeah. Oh, that's kind of I, anyway, I, I mean, but I mean, that sounds like a solid show, wreck, and I'm definitely excited to keep watching it. Yeah, no, really good. I would look for de- some definitely heavy awards buzz from this one, Pro- possibly for Christian Slater because he's really going for it in this. And Joshua Jackson, as I said, is just you want to punch him in the face really hard. <laughs> but that's just credit to the performance, right? Well, it's a win for sure. And also, I have about two episodes left on For All Mankind. For either of you on Mm-mm. okay that's this is an apple original okay it's, it's about it stars uh joel kinnaman who's in the upcoming suicide squad yeah he's the lead in that mm-hmm. and it's about space travel in the the space race between the u.s and russia and it starts off you know with neil armstrong going on the moon and i was the first episode i'm like huh okay you know i don't know how long i'm going to stay with this but then they start doing a lot of revisionist history and they, they change things around. Like I'll, I'll just give a spoiler in episode two. At the end of episode two, 
they show a clip on TV and it was the Russians put the first woman in space. Mm, mm-hmm. So so now it's on between <laughs> the US and Russia. Now the US has to get a woman a woman into space. Now it's I mean, on. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> they do they do all the so there's like political intrigue. There's the characters are really interesting. There's a lot of twists. Man. So I I enjoy the show. If either do you have a lot of people aren't on Apple yet. Oh, no. I, well, that brought me back to, I mean, obviously, I want to see that one. Ted Lasso, of course. Yes, yes. Is the and other one that I was watching. I just haven't. It's only two episodes into season two, so. But. Yeah. Right. Now I'm on, I'm usually around midnight. That was me with WandaVision. I'm right there. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> but Friday no, morning, midnight. That's good. So I, did, I haven't looked at a ton of Apple stuff other than I watched the morning show on there and then I watched. Ted Lasso. So that's good to know that they're like you're you're wrecking another one on there because it's five bucks a month, people. If you yeah. love TV, like they're knocking it out of the park here. So and they don't even care. They're just throwing they're throwing bags at all these projects, and it's just it's nothing to them. Yeah. So it's good for us. Yeah, I've heard nothing As, but good things about your Apple shows lately, Dave. Yeah, yeah, I highly recommend getting if you're a TV fan. I you know. No free ads, but maybe they'll sponsor us. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> but yeah. All right. So, um, Glenn, mm-hmm. is there anything you'd like to plug or tell anyone where to follow you? Yeah. You, I mean, you can all you can follow me on um, face uh, on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, it's my name, Glenn Thompson, and the number eleven because you know there's so many Glenn Thompsons that there's like eight thousand of us. But at Glenn Thompson eleven on both of those platforms. Um, and then you know I'm I'm a full time actor editor this kind of stuff so I'm always throwing Rex out for stuff I'm doing and and uh, look forward to to showing you all some more. Cool, cool. That's awesome. You can follow the show. Um, was it that bad pod on Instagram and Twitter? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at ddem2000, and you can talk with all of us in uh, the the movie group we run on Facebook which if you type in movie and television talk and you just see the red banner, that's us. You could chat with me, Jackie, Glenn, and a whole bunch of other great people uh, about movies and TV. And I could throw a link to that out on mine too. So everybody can. Sure. Find and I'll, it. Yep. Yeah. Put all that stuff in the. Sure. I think I could type things in the show notes. So I'll, I'll type, uh, I'll click type that. Below, click below. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So this was fun. I'm glad we could do our, uh, our first episode. Glenn, thanks for joining us. And thanks so much, Glenn. I'm, I'm glad to be here. I hope to come back soon. Absolutely. This is great, guys. Look forward to having you. Good good chatting with both of you. And uh, we look forward to our next episode, which will be on Euro Trip. So we look forward to <laughs> look forward to doing that. All right. Well, Jackie, Glenn, thanks. Thank you. And we'll talk soon. Thanks, guys. All right. All right. Bye-bye.